The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome moms. This is your show and I am your host, Jenny Uh, Here at Channel Mom, we do encourage moms because moms need it. The world sometimes forgets how important you are. We focus on your amazing value, your influence, your power as a mother. And I'm about to prove to you how powerful one mom can be, how powerful your life as a mother can be. Honestly, if you can just grab onto the lessons shared by today's guest, this woman's story could change your life. I am not exaggerating. What she's been through is almost incomprehensible. How she handled it is almost unfathomable. But I feel like she did it for all of us. Yvonne Pointer joins us on the show today. Yvonne has lost what no mother ever wants to lose. But it's what she's done with her loss that is not typical, but it can inspire all of us. The unbelievable story of Yvonne and Gloria Pointer coming up on Channel Mom. Are you a mom feeling overwhelmed? Let me tell you about a homeschooling mom from Montana. Tessa felt paralyzed until she discovered a drink called Happy Juice, a combination of three products, one for gut brain health, one for metabolism and mood, and a final powerhouse ingredient to increase productivity. With Happy Juice, Tessa's life went from paralysis to productive. Clinical studies report a 50% decrease in depression with Happy Juice. Learn more by texting HAPPY to 720-784-LOVE. That's 720-784-LOVE. The abortion rate continues to increase in Colorado, but there is still hope. For 40 years, the Compassionate Care team at Alternatives Pregnancy Center has come alongside teens and adults who feel like abortion is their only choice. Alternatives lets them know they're not alone. Through advocacy, resources, and mentoring, Alternatives Pregnancy Center moves people from a place of suffering to thriving. You can be part of the solution by giving just $10 to provide life-saving medical and counseling services. Give today at youhavealternatives.org slash donate. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So glad to have you here. Remember Alternatives. They are doing important work, and um, there are government folks who are trying to reduce their ability to advertise so i would uh, advise that if you want to help them that you go to you have and then also that happy juice which can be a real boost in your day you just text happy to 720-784-LOVE text happy to 720-784-LOVE all right here's the deal i decided to do something different leading up to mother's day because we're a show for mothers, so we may as well capitalize on Mother's Day. I, 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 I like to tell you incredible stories of amazing moms to remind you that you're amazing and uh, also to remind you of all that you can do. The stories that we are sharing in the last couple of weeks and today were told in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. And our guest today from that book 
is a mother, an author, a speaker, a philanthropist. She's been inducted into the Ohio Hall of Fame, was awarded the Point of Light tribute by President George H. Bush, in addition to numerous other awards. She's been a recognized volunteer in Cleveland Public Schools, also in Ohio's prison system, and she has helped build several schools in Africa. She's told her story in the media repeatedly, and she agreed to be in my book as well. So grateful for that. Today, Yvonne Pointer shares her biggest and best mothering secret as revealed in my book, Mom, You're Amazing. Welcome to Channel Mom, Yvonne Pointer. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure, Yvonne. You have changed my life. You've also changed my mother's life, Yvonne. I don't know if you know that, but my mama is 86, and she was the editor of my book, and you spoke into her life and moved her heart um, immensely. So I just want you to well, know. Well, I'm just grateful for that. I'm sure she's blessed to be able to see you grow and to become. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. All right, so I'm going to read um, from my book the way in which I introduce you and your chapter. So here we go. Chapter 2, The Power of Forgiveness, Yvonne Pointer. If your daughter was brutally murdered as she trudged through the snow on her way to school, would you forgive the killer? Would you make plans to visit him in prison? Yvonne Pointer's answers to these tough questions might shock you, but they might also change your life. So that is how I introduced you, Yvonne. And um, I'm going to, before we get to your story and Gloria's story, I'm going to play one little thing. I like to do something that we call the show setup soundbite. And I wanted to hear, I wanted people to hear what was unfolding in your life in real time. You lost your daughter in a horrific way. And then it took 29 years to find the person who did it. And this is a news story that unfolded on that day about uh, them finding Gloria's killer. A girl on her way to school in 1984 who was grabbed, raped, and beaten to death. A mystery for decades until DNA pointed to career criminal Hernandez Warren, who Pointer met face-to-face and tried to understand. Yes, Yvonne, you are here to share the lessons you've learned, the mothering secret that you have clung to, and the advice and, and, and beautiful... Um, I don't know, uh, encouragement that you want to give to other moms. So tell us Gloria's story. Well, thank you again, Jenny, for having me on. On December 6, 1984, my 14-year-old daughter left home going to school. On that day, she was to receive a perfect attendance award. But on the way to school, she was abducted, sexually assaulted, and left at the bottom of a nasty, filthy stairwell, uh, which she had been sexually assaulted. Uh, I'll never forget that day as long as I live. And when you think about it, um, how some mothers right now are experiencing that day today, it was so many years ago for me, but it is still relevant and it's still pertinent because it's always in my mind, especially as we come up to Mother's Day. But her body was so severely beaten, it took me three days before I can even see her to confirm that it was her. And when I finally got to see her there in the casket at the funeral home, all I said was, I'll find out what happened. I will make sure that this person is brought to justice. I didn't realize at that time it was going to take 29 years, but it put me on another course in my life 
in search of a killer. Yes, and, and, I, and I, I, let me interject for a second. Um, mm-hmm. I say in the book that you sat in the suffocating silence next to your precious daughter who you wanted more than anything to bring back. But the only thing you could, could, could do was make a promise to her. And you made the promise that you just said that I will make sure that you didn't die in vain. I will find who did this to you. And so, so Yvonne, you went on a crusade to find your daughter's killer. And in the middle of it, and this is what I want you to talk about now, in the middle of it, you turned your pain into a purpose, a beautiful purpose. You dedicated yourself to helping hurting children through things like midnight basketball in the inner city. You worked to help desperate children in Africa. And you searched for Gloria's killer in prisons. And you began to regularly visit prisoners and change their lives. What, you know, what was it that, that drove you to do this? And how was it that you were able to turn your pain into the purpose as, as you were mourning the loss of your child and searching for her killer? Well, let me just make sure that it's very clear that I didn't start off to be the person. I started out searching for a person to do it. And I conducted a letter-writing campaign, and I wrote letters to famous people and political people. I wanted them to come to Cleveland and stop the violence and to find Gloria's killer. But all of those letters went unanswered. So my initial point was to act as if until that person showed up. And along the way, I became the person who I was looking for because I never expected it to be me. After all, the, the task seemed too insurmountable. So I just acted as if, if the person were here, what would I want them to do? And I did it. Now, how did I do that? By only God's grace and mercy and lots of prayer. And there was days that I would literally go into my church and sit by myself for hours and hours and hours. And I think I became saturated with the strength of God to do this work. So I don't want people to hear this broadcast and think, oh, she's so wonderful. No, I serve a wonderful God who will strengthen you to do the work. And you said that in the book. I just neglected to mention it. You said, I didn't want to do this. I know I went on Oprah. I wrote to to presidents and, and governors and all kinds of people to say, help me do this work. But interestingly, as you drew your strength from God... He assigned you to do it, and it was a loving exercise. It was a way in which you could love your daughter even though she wasn't with you anymore. So so you began a search, and you ended up ministering to people on the way. Would would you tell people what unfolded as you were searching for Gloria's killer? Well, I I went everywhere. This is so funny. Not funny, like ha-ha funny. (laughs) But I went everywhere that I thought a killer would be. I went to the streets. I went to the prisons. And I was only doing that thinking I was going to come up on this person. I was going to tell my story. And then he would confess. I mean, how foolish was I to think that that's the way it was going to happen. But when you think about what God said, that iron sharpened his iron, because along the way, Jenny, I met incredible people who were in need of a relationship with God and not just a verbal relationship. They needed to see God in action. So here was in these prisons, loving on these inmates, not the person that murdered my daughter, but people who were there for other crimes. And I would just talk to them about love and forgiveness and hope. 
And the more I did that, the better I felt. I can remember one day praying fervently for God to come and get me because it seemed too much. And I said to God, I don't have a reason to live. And I'm telling you, God said to me, I will be your reason. So all of the work, all of the work in Africa, all of the work in the prisons, all of the work in the communities, all the work in the inner city became my reason to live. Amen. Amen. And we should all, I'm going to let you get to your to your mothering secret, which I'm going to share at the end of this interview, but but you were turning your pain into a purpose through God's strength, and it's where he guided you. I want you to tell one story because um, you've told it in the book. I think I work with the prison population. I, we work, Channel Mom works with, with moms in prison to, to restore them to their children, to restore their lives, to, to stop that legacy of incarceration that, that moms pass on to their kids. You went into the prisons and found violent men come from hurtful places, mm-hmm. and you were able to love them like nobody else could because a lot of people just can't forgive those people that are in prison. But but tell us a story about one or two of the men you met and how you were able to love them like nobody else ever had. Well, there was one prisoner in particular who came to me one day and he said, you know, I've been watching you for 10 years coming to this prison and talk to us about hope and talk to about love. He said, I'm going to tell you something I've only told one other person in life. And he went on to tell this story. He was a violent offender. That was his crime. He didn't just rob you, but he would beat you merciless. Well, as a child, he was sexually assaulted repeatedly by his mother's boyfriend. So as he grew older and he would try to uh, not have this relationship, the person would put a gun to his head. And then so this was his life as a child. So when he got old enough, he was so angry that he took it out on whoever. He was angry at his mom for not protecting him. He was angry at the person for molesting him. And then he said, after he finished talking, tears running down his cheeks, he said, well, I guess now you don't want anything to do with me because you know my story. And I just stood over him and kissed the top of his head. I said, what happened to you was not your fault. And I love you and God loves you. And that seemingly released him from it. Another incident, of course, was when I, I don't know if we're going to talk about when I got to go visit the person. Yeah, we are. That's going to be next. That's going to be next. Okay, well, I won't get into that, but that was one incident. Then there was another one where a young man was just incredible, but he was incarcerated. And do you know what happened? He was incarcerated for murdering his children's mothers. But do you know when he was seven years old, he saw his father murder his mother? Yeah, yeah. And here's what you did, Yvonne. You, you loved the unlovable and you forgave the unforgivable. And, and I feel like God assigned you to be a mother to many after losing your one Gloria. And, and you did a profound thing that we can all learn from. So thank you for that. One of the lessons you share in your book, and then I want to get on to, to your relationship with the man that they discovered had killed your daughter. But one of the things you say in the book is that we should all be step-in moms. We should all figure out who we can mother beyond our own children because motherhood is an incredible assignment from God, and there are a lot of people who are not receiving it, a lot of children who are not receiving it. You became a step-in mom, and you encouraged the rest of us to do the same thing. Well, I love that you said that, a step-in mom. One time when I was in prison, 
there was about 300 young men, 300 men in this audience. And after my presentation, I said, is there anyone that would like to ask me a question? And there was a gentleman way in the back of the room. And he said, when I was a little boy, you used to make Rice Krispie treats for everybody on the street. (sighs) Now, I knew he was telling the truth because I had done that. But here was a grown man, and he had that memory. So what do we do? Something simple as a Rice Krispie treat can make a difference. Now, somebody might say, well, he went to prison anyway. Yes, he did, but he did not erase the memory There's a young boy to this day. My granddaughter has a trampoline in the backyard, and I don't think he has the best home life, but he comes down, rings my bell, do you mind if I go on the trampoline? And I said to my, I said to someone here in the house, I said, when he's a grown man, he'll remember the lady who allowed him to use her trampoline. And I know we live in a society where nobody wants to touch one another. Nobody wants to be involved with one another. But what would happen if we just allowed the simple things, the simple love deeds to transform the lives of those who didn't have it? What if we became step-in moms? For the hurting. Amen. Amen. Oh my gosh, you make me weep. You, 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 God has gifted you, and I know it's from God, but you teach us all a lesson, Yvonne. I want to say this now. We've got about nine minutes left in the show. When you found Gloria's killer, when he was found, 29 years mm-hmm. after she was raped and murdered, you ended up doing what nobody would expect. Tell us about that. Well, first of all, people say, how can you forgive the person? See, for 30 years I had been going into prison, prisons and preaching forgiveness and for love. So I always thought to myself, when I came face-to-face to this person, could I extend the same olive branch to him, which I had forgiven him long before I knew who he was, because you can't harbor unforgiveness in your heart. But what I wanted to do, even after forgiving him, and I did my victim's impact statement in the courtroom, and I reminded him of Genesis, the 50th chapter, and I said, you know, when Joseph came face-to-face with his brother, their the brothers who had sold him into slavery, he said to them, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. So I reminded him that what he did was evil, but I led him into all of the good that had come as a result of. So when God looks back on this, he's not going to just say, oh, here was a child murdered. He's going to say, look at the good that had come. So I got a chance to say that to him in the courtroom, but I still felt the longing to talk to him further. And I worked with the prison system, and they allowed me to literally come into death row, sit across the table from him. Now, I did not want to talk about Gloria at that point because that was almost like a mute issue. What I wanted him to do was to help me save the children. I said, because his mind, he knows what people like him look for in a child. He knows what we don't know because we're not evil-minded. And so I said, would you help me save the children? Wouldn't you rather be known as the person that helped the mother of the child you murdered versus just a child murderer? Well, he couldn't stop crying. And he wasn't crying because of Gloria. He was crying because he doesn't want to be in prison. And that's when I said to him, let's pray. 
and we grabbed hands and we prayed and we sang. I sang and I prayed. And I said, now, would you help me? And he couldn't stop crying. And we never got to the point that I was there that he would say, yes, I'll help you. Yes, I'll help you identify pedophiles. Yes, I'll help you identify the mindset of a murderer. So when I realized that his thinking was still on him, Yes. And that I had done what God told me to do, at least extend the offer. Then God released me and I was able to leave. Yes. So here's what has happened. God gave Gloria Pointer at age 14 and Yvonne Pointer. He allowed, I want to say, one of the most difficult circumstances in any mother's and child's life ever. But he also allowed it to be turned into something good through his hands and your heart. And you've changed the world. Mm-hmm. And I thank you for that. I'm going to read from your mothering secret in, in the book because you allowed me to interview you in the book. Here's what I say. We end with Yvonne Pointer's mothering secret. When faced with the brutal loss of her daughter's precious life, Yvonne offered her own life as a lesson. A lesson of love witnessed by children in schools, men in prisons, staff in courtrooms, youngsters in Africa, officials in government, even her own family. Imagine the positive difference she has allowed her pain to make. A witness for forgiveness, an example for loving the unlovable. And I'm going to add, as a mother... And that is the power of a mom. You took the void that was miss- missing in your mothering heart and you applied it to the world. And you loved other people in the name of Gloria and in the name of God, I have to add. And, and so I want to thank you for that. But in the last four or five minutes that we have, can you now, Yvonne, I'm going to give you the stage. Um, I want you to do two things. First, I want you to give us your happy update. <laughs> you have a happy update in your life. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, on December 5th, one year ago, I was married at the age of 69 years (laughs) old. (laughs) And I never thought, because for so many years, because Gloria was raped and murdered, I was so closed off in that area of my life because I always thought this could be the rapist, this could be the murderer. So literally my heart and my body parts, can I say, was shut down because I didn't think it was going to happen. And how it happened was just nothing short of a miracle. Yeah, he did the miraculous in your life, bringing this man into your life. It's almost like when he says, whatsoever is right, I will pay. God is like, okay, you've done this work for me, and now I have something for you. And what's this young man's name? His name is Jerry. I'm so grateful for Jerry. (laughs) God bless him. All right, last couple minutes, Javon. We've got about three minutes left. What do you want to leave to every single mom listening today from your life and Gloria's life? Well, I want to go right to a scripture that says, Hope deferred maketh the heart sick. But when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. It could be so many moms out there, Jenny, who have given up hope. But I want you to know that hope is a powerful tool in the arsenal of motherhood. You don't have to see how it's going to happen. You don't have to know how it's going to happen. You just have to hope 
that it will happen. And that is what's been the sustaining grace. Uh, even with the work over in Africa, the ministry of prison, it's just I keep hoping for a better place, hoping for safer communities for children, hoping, hoping, and hoping. So I would just like to encourage the families, you know, to visit my website or I'm on Facebook. They can reach out to me and let us just hope for a better world. Whenever I hear about school shootings and children being killed, I'm still hoping And you know what? We're waiting on God to do something, and God is waiting on us. Amen. He said, you go, and I will go with you. And he's gone with you. Yvonne Pointer, thank you for being a blessing. Thank you for um, turning your pain into a purpose. I'm going to just read the very last bit of the chapter, if I can get to it, um, where where I state what your purpose is. Make a positive difference in response to your pain. That is your amazing mom secret. God bless you, Yvonne Pointer and your husband, Jerry. Thank you so much for being on Channel Mom, my dear. All right. God bless you, and thank you so much for letting me be a part of the book. Thank you, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, you, wow. Wow. If you want to read more of Yvonne's mothering story, it is in my book. I'd be honored if you would pick it up and buy it for Mother's Day or buy it for somebody else for Mother's Day. I've also got a little freebie for you. I've, I've read part of my book um, as a, sort of an audio book excerpt. You can go find that at momyouramazing.com, momyouramazing.com. I'd uh, also tell you you can look it up on our podcast. We've also put it in our podcast as well on Podbean and Google Podcasts, Apple etc. You can find it there. All right. I hope that the book, I hope that that interview is a blessing to you. This is the part of the show where I thank you. If nobody else has thanked you, I am thanking you today. Thank you for sacrificing. Take, thank you for teaching your children the important lessons like love and forgiveness, forgiveness like Yvonne. God bless you for what you do as a mother. And, you know, a pre-happy Mother's Day to my own mama and hello to my dad and my kids and my husband. God bless all of you. Have a beautiful weekend. If Channel Mom Radio and podcasts give your mom life a boost of encouragement, would you consider supporting us? In order to keep our broadcasts on the air and serve moms and kids on the ground, we need help from listeners like you. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate. We thank you for your generous support, and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.